Hi, this is Beth Chesterton, and this is the ABC to CEO Preparing for the Possibility podcast. We have a fantastic guest today, Stacy Tomman, the founder and CEO of Spritz Media. Stacy has a proven track record for building profitable businesses. She's a serial entrepreneur, a former med spa owner, digital marketer, and a revenue generator. She's been recognized by NBC News, USA Today, Good Morning America, Elle Magazine, and Bloomberg. She has won countless awards for her leadership abilities and her innovation. Too many awards to mention right here. Welcome, Stacey. We're so glad to have you. Thank you. It's always a little awkward when your bio's read, but it's very uh, kind of you and great to see you, Beth. I miss you. It's great to see you too. For the record, Stacey Tomman is one of my favorite people and a woman that so many women and men admire. Wow. Stacey, tell us, what is Spritz Media? On Monday, I launched my fourth company. Like you mentioned, I'm a serial entrepreneur and I'm really excited about doing it the fourth time. Uh, Spritz Media is a marketing and media agency focused on growing aesthetic brands through uh, content creation like TikTok, Reels, and YouTube Shorts. So a really fun company that I'm really excited about. Okay, so who should hire Spritz Media and why would we hire Spritz Media? (laughs) Oh, such good questions. You know, aesthetic brands are things like skincare, aesthetic startups that are serving med spas, and then actual med spas or plastic surgeons. You know, I ran a med spa for a couple of years and definitely saw the needs in terms of marketing. And, you know, look, med spas are a a business that takes a lot of work. And while a lot of these people are great at marketing to do it yourself is hard to juggle all the things. So outsourcing it to someone who specializes in it, it's a really good idea. That's a great idea. I mean, Stacey, your med spa was so well-received in Denver, and I know you had a national presence, and it's great for you to take that marketing ability and the revenue generating ability and marry it to the med spa industry. I love that. Okay. And then it's a lot of fun because TikTok and Instagram Reels, I mean, you know, TikTok started, everyone thought it was a kid's app and maybe that's how it started. But the marketing capability of that app today is just mind boggling and people haven't seen it yet. So really helping the aesthetic industry to jump on it and and capitalize on the opportunity. And help businesses really use such an incredible tool as TikTok and Reels on Instagram. Fantastic. I wish that I was running a med spa right now. I'd be hiring you. (laughs) Well, one day, maybe, Beth, you never know. (laughs) Never know. So lots of people who are watching this know you, Stacey, and know how you've worked tirelessly through your career to advance women in their careers. And so, you know, ABC to CEO is all about preparing young women for the possibility of CEO. What advice do you have for young women? Yeah. Wow. How much time do we have, Beth? (laughs) Um, You know, I think giving you a short answer, the short best answer is win as you. I think as women, as teens, we get these messages that who we are isn't enough and that our quirks are, you know, negatives in some ways. But what I've really found through the years is the same things that make us quirky and different are also those same things that make us special and unique and really sets us apart. And so I think when we stop trying to be a second rate version of somebody else and really lean in and own who we are, then we just are going to perform at a much higher level. I love that because it is so hard when you're focusing on what your weaknesses are 
instead yeah. of embracing uh, who you are. So much lost time and so much lost energy. So that's really cool. Well, and, and something else I talk a lot about is that, you know, your strengths are also your shadows and your shadows are also your strengths. This idea that the same things that set you apart and, you know, make you a huge success can also at times be a little bit much and problematic too. So, you know, there is no all good or all bad. So it's really about embracing and leveraging your strength as much as you can and making peace with the shadow side of it. Oh, I love that. Now, let me ask you this. When you were coming along, what do you wish you had known? <laughs> uh, you know, that it's okay to do things that scare you. You know, when I was younger and even upwards of t- into my 20s, I only did things that I knew I was good at and that uh, I wasn't going to feel insecure about because I didn't like looking stupid, right? I didn't like not doing things that I was amazing at. And What I learned when I started my first company in my 30s is that's not how it works. If you want to go big, you're going to have to do things that scare you. And I started saying yes to things that I had never said yes to before. And, you know, it's interesting how your confidence grows more and more when you do things that scare you. Now, people, you need to know Stacy started as a math teacher. Okay. (laughs) One of her math students is on our team, in fact who just admired her so much and now is actually works with Stacy quite a bit. So Stacy, did you ever dream of CEO? How, what were your thoughts about CEO <laughs> when you were young? Yeah, it's a funny story. So, you know, I've always been the ADHD kid, right? So a daydreamer, having a hard time focusing. I can remember sitting at Mizzou, my college that I went to in a math class and just staring out the window and thinking, you know, I either want to be a CEO of some company or I'll go be a principal by the time I'm 29, right? I had these very opposing different views, but for both of them, I was driven to be a leader from a young age. And so I did start my path down the education path, as you mentioned, but ultimately I was destined to be a CEO. So I did both, you know, I was dreaming of which one did I want to be? And I just ended up doing them both. So ABC to CEO is all about becoming the leader. So you were imagining yourself being the leader. It was just, am I going to be an entrepreneur? Am I going to be the principal? Education or business? Which thing am I going to pursue? And instead, I just did both. I know, right? So did you see early signs of leadership tendencies in yourself as you were growing up? I mean, I think yes and no, you know, I, you know, always wanted to be the first in line and, you know, I was a competitive gymnast and only always wanted to, you know, strive to be the best I could be. So, I mean, there were definitely tendencies like that, but I think there's a perception that leaders are always super outgoing and never shy. And that's the farthest thing from the truth for me too. You know, it's, it's interesting, the dichotomy of my personality while yes, I was dreaming of being a CEO. I'm also the shy kid that in groups, I kind of shrink a little bit. So I think it's important for young people to hear that, you know, introverts make great leaders as well. And just because you are an introvert doesn't mean that you can't be a CEO of a company. And it also doesn't mean that you can't stand in front of hundreds or thousands of people and facilitate conversations. That was one of the things I saw that you became so great at facilitating conversations on stage. And I think because a person with a preference for introversion can listen so well and thread things together, you had a real ability in that way to listen and to speak. Well, and it was fun for me, uh, you know, what you're speaking of, some of the events we put on, it was fun for me because I felt like I was back in a different version of my classroom. 
So while my path has been windy, there still have been these threads. I never would have predicted that just keep coming through. It's really incredible. So Stacy, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is how do you, and how do you recommend young women deal with setbacks? The path to CEO is more of a zigzag, right? You go forward, sometimes (laughs) sideways, sometimes backwards. How do you deal with setbacks? I think that's such a good question, but because I think there's this misnomer that, you know, if you're not facing setbacks, then you're a success. And really the the reality is to be a success, you're going to have countless setbacks. And I would love to give you this magic formula that made it so easy to face the setbacks, but, you know, really it's about building up a muscle. It's about building up a muscle and, you know, facing them and experiencing them. And maybe the first setback isn't the biggest deal in the world. Maybe it's a minor setback, right? But you take the time you need to sort of, you know, have your moment. I am a crier. So take your time to have the tears of your crier like me, you know, and then reach out. I think connection can really help you during times of, uh, lowness and fear and feeling shame. And so reach out to your trusted sources of people who are going to be there for you and pick you back up, you know, and and seek connection. I think connection can often help you during a time of setback. And then also, you know, look, it's a muscle, you're going to build it up and you're going to lick your wounds and it's going to hurt, but you just keep getting up because the people who are successful are, don't have a magic formula. It's just that they kept getting up. And that's all it takes. I think that tenacity is so powerful and important. And for sure you have it. And the ability to move over speed bumps, right? And to keep going forward. And if you ever listen to how I built this and you listen to these entrepreneurs who build the biggest brands in the world, they're almost always on the jagged edge of failure right before they make it. You know? Yes. But it that's isn't very normal. What I was going to say a minute ago is that, you know, being a high school math teacher, the question I got more times than not was, when am I ever going to use this? Like, why do I have to learn this? This seems so stupid. So like, for example, there's a skill called factoring. Every year when you got to that topic, you would hear that question over and over and over, because let's be honest, very few people, if anyone is truly going to be using the skill factoring in their day-to-day life. So it was a very fair question, but here's the reality. Factoring is hard because there's no clear path and you have to just try something. You just have to put something on paper and give it your best shot, which is really scary. And the reality is you're going to get it wrong. And then you have to erase and you try it again, but it's just taking that step and giving something a try that makes the difference. And I think that that skill and those skills of problem solving is what set me up for success as a CEO. Ooh, I love that. Now you're the first math teacher I've ever, ever heard explain how we're going to use some of the obscure math skills. So uh, it looks like a career, a path towards CEO can look a little bit like problem solving does in math. You're going to put something on paper and give it your best. And then you're going to iterate. You're, you know, look, I think where a lot of leaders go wrong is that they let perfection get in the way of good you need to understand that you're going to get it wrong. You got to put something on that piece of paper and start the process of quote unquote factoring uh, and make peace with the fact that it's not probably going to be right. But just taking that step is what creates the momentum and eventually gets you to where you need to go. It's really good advice. And I think also for women and young women with feedback, right? So many times we'll hear of a young woman being sort of paralyzed by getting some negative feedback. And it sounds like if we could apply that approach to feedback, that we can move through that as well. 
Yeah. I mean, it's unrealistic to think that you're going to get it right out of the gate period with anything, you know, understanding that this is a, a process and, you know, by getting it wrong per se initially doesn't mean that you're less likely to end up getting it right. It's just part of the journey and recognizing that it's a journey is I think, you know, a really important part of this process. Well, I think those are wise words for young women and for all of us. Stacey, I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. If somebody wants to find you online, where should they go? Well, they can follow me on LinkedIn uh, at Stacey Tabman. And then in terms of my business, Spritz Media is on Instagram, TikTok soon, <laughs> LinkedIn, and Facebook. And the website is spritzmedia.co.co. Oh, okay, fantastic. Thank you for taking the time with ABC to CEOs Preparing for the Possibility podcast. I want to remind you that ABC to CEO is a not-for-profit organization. We are in place to mentor and develop the next generation of female leaders. Check out abc2ceo.com to look for ways to join us in our mission and also to support us along the way. Until next time, I'm Beth Chesterton. Please follow ABC to CEO on social media. We promise you we will provide daily inspiration and tips for success.